Welcome to the Functional Medicine Podcast with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. We're coming to you from McMinn Clinic in Birmingham, Alabama, where Dr. McMinn is an integrative and functional MD, and Lindsay Matthews is a registered nurse and IIN certified health coach. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest information on a wide range of topics in the field of functional medicine, which looks for the root cause of disease, and integrative medicine, which incorporates both conventional and alternative therapies. Our overall goal is to help you be the best that you can be in mind, body, and spirit. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without approval from your personal doctor. And now, on to the show with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. And welcome back to the Functional Medicine Podcast. This is Dr. McMinn from McMinn Clinic right here in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. I'm really happy to be here with my podcast partner, nurse extraordinaire, and certified health coach, Miss Lindsay Matthews. Welcome back, Coach. It's good to see you again. Thank you, Dr. McMinn. It is good to be back with you here on the Functional Medicine Podcast, and good to be back with all of you listeners. We're excited to talk to you today. Yeah, that's great. Uh, before we get going, because I always forget this stuff, uh, let me just ask you, if you like today's podcast, to please uh, take a minute to like us, subscribe, give a thumbs up, leave a review, and all that other good stuff um, so that we can continue to spread the word about evidence-based functional and integrated medicine. And I thank you in advance, and we do appreciate your suggestions, and they help us improve the podcast. Now, today's topic may not seem to be all that interesting to those of you not affected by it, but for those who you are, it's a big deal. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about hair loss in women. I take great pride in being a good listener, and many years ago, I heard it loud and clear from my patients. As they were losing their hair, they were scared, desperate, and really bummed out about it. To many of them, it really meant the end of attractiveness and desirability. It affected them in their personal lives and sometimes even in their professional lives. As a woman, hair is something that is very important to us, um, and we know it from an early age. You know, I think about my um, my little daughter right now, and it's very important to me that she has a bow on when we go out because she doesn't have long hair, and so people can't tell that she is a girl. Um, and so I think we just know um, intrinsically that hair is just a symbol of femininity. It's our crown of glory. Um And it can affect our self-esteem and our confidence and really just how we view ourselves. And beyond just appearances, I think we also kind of have this sense that if something's wrong with my hair, something's wrong with me. Um, And I think that really speaks to this whole functional medicine approach that we're really going to delve into today, which is that hair loss is multifaceted. And there can be a lot of things underneath the surface Mm -hmm. with our health that can affect our hair. Mm-hmm. Can definitely be the canary in the coal mine, can it, Lindsay? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And as a Kentucky girl, yeah, I got yeah. that. All about there. from Kentucky. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I recently did a chart review, and about half of the pa- women patients who came into my clinic complained of at least moderate hair loss. For many of those women, it was actually severe problem, or and sometimes uh, it was actually the main reason for coming in. Now, I must admit, uh, this presented a challenge to me at first because doctors learn virtually nothing about women's hair loss in medical school or residency. 
So these women who presented to their doctors with hair loss often were met with dismissiveness or very few solutions. So over the years, I've really attempted to ramp up and develop a, um, an expertise in this area. And I'm pleased to, to know that I've been able to help hundreds of women with this important concern. I even recently wrote a concise, to the point, and yet thorough ebook about this uh, subject. And you can get this on Amazon on your Kindle, on your Apple, or other ebook sellers. It's called Hair Loss in Women, Secrets to Achieving a Full and Healthy Head of Hair. So check it out. If you're concerned about hair loss, I think you'll really enjoy it, and you'll uh, uh, learn uh, a lot about it, understand uh, uh, the root causes of it, and I think you'll get some practical take-home solutions. Congratulations on the book, Dr. McMahon. Thank you, Lindsay. accomplishment and what a resource for all of us what a treasure trove really i mean that book is the summation of years of your practice Mm -hmm. of hours Mm -hmm. of sitting down with women Mm one-on-one and um their feedback as they've come back and seen you um so this book is uh not just a tool it's a whole toolbox Mm -hmm. and um wow what what a what a resource for us and um, it's so important to have that resource because, unfortunately, hair loss is not just here. Take this pill and mm-hmm. um, you'll have hair tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, um, it's a complicated issue, and um, it can look different for different women. And that's why having a toolbox is so important. So this book is huge, ladies. Well, thank you, Lindsay. And hopefully it's the first of many books to come. Um, but uh, uh, anyway... As you know, I was an ER doctor for 20 years, and uh, so when somebody came in to see me for chest pain, it could be something as simple as a chest wall strain, or it could be a heart attack. Same thing with hair loss. It can be uh, caused by many different things, and so you have to kind of put on your uh, functional medicine cap and, and ask the question why. And um, so as we apply functional medicine uh, um, to uh, the hair loss, uh, then I think that by doing so, we're able to have a lot better outcomes. And you know, as as you would often quote your lovely wife, Dr. Cheryl, our favorite veterinarian in the world, that a dog can have ticks and fleas at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, in, per, in pertaining to health, um, in pertaining to hair loss, um, there can be other things going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's, that's what this whole conversation is about, is kind of unpacking what are the different causes mm-hmm. and how can we approach this from a multi-therapeutic um, approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now before we get into the laws, let's start with uh, what's normal. Yes. So, you know, I think we got to look at the visual appearance of the hair, not just quantity, but also quality of the hair. So um, that means that we're looking at the thickness of the hair shaft, the curvature of the hair, the stiffness of the hair, stickiness or slipperiness of that hair, um, and a lot of like especially color and curvature, those are going to be coming from mom and dad, your genetics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on the average, the hair grows about uh, an inch per month or about, um, I'm sorry, half inch per month or about six inches per year. It tends to be the thickest for most women about the age 20. And like many other things, there's sort of a steady downhill slide from there. And when we're talking about hair, just like when we're talking about any other Um, organ or part of our body Um, we've got to look at all the fundamentals so are we getting good blood supply are we getting good oxygenation are we getting good nutrients amino acids vitamins minerals and what about hormones and how are those playing a role in our hair 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, like with many other diseases, lifestyle is really important for proper hair growth. Things like stress management, a balanced diet, avoiding toxins, abundant hydration, regular exercise, and smoking cessation if needed are all really important for good hair. And if we just go ahead and get down to some of the basics, I think the most obvious one is what are we putting in or on, what are we putting on our hair topically? And um, as far as using a good natural hair care product, my favorite resource in that area is the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, and that would be the www.ewg.org. They have a database called the Skin Deep Database, mm. and it is an excellent resource just to run any of your personal care products through. And you're going to get a readout of how toxic that particular product is and what are the ingredients of concern in particular. And so when I'm shopping, I have the app on my phone, and I just um, plug in whatever the product is so that I'm making sure that I am being a conscious consumer about what I am putting on my hair or my body in general even. Um, So check out your hair products. What are you using? um, And what are you potentially overusing? Are you using too much spray and gel and cream? So can we cut back on some of those products? Um, And what about overheating our hair, Dr. Mm McMinn? We want everything fast. So most of us women just think, well, I'm going to put the hair dryer on full blast so that I get this done as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. And we might actually be doing a lot of damage Mm -hmm. over the long term with that. So Mm -hmm. much better principle to use a medium heat and just take a little bit more time to blow dry Mm -hmm. your hair so that you're not frying it. Also, it's so easy just to throw it up in a ponytail, ladies, but we should let our hair down sometimes. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Don't don't be so uptight all the time. Um, And we're not having that chronic traction. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, excessively touching or playing with your hair, that Mm -hmm. whirling and twirling, that can really cause some breakage. So important to be aware of that. Um, And just getting regular haircuts keeps Mm -hmm. your hair growing well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. About every six to eight weeks, I guess. Speaking of the styling, uh, Lindsay, um, wouldn't you know it? I have two wonderful daughters, uh, and of course, the one with curly hair wanted straight hair, and the one with straight hair wanted curly hair. Uh, that's, uh, I guess, human nature uh, that we all want what we can't have. Uh, but um, uh, I, I digress there. But let's move on. Uh, uh, the diet plays a huge role with hair, and like it does for everything else. And I talk quite a bit about this in the book. And in summary, you want just a good, healthy diet. A good place to start might be a Mediterranean diet. Uh, just a wide variety of veggies, plenty of uh, protein, good fats, and olive oil, um, um, and uh, uh, your hair loves uh, what we call bioflavonoids, uh, and these come mainly from the veggies and citrus, and I've uh, listed all of them in the book in great detail. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd say um, start with whole foods, avoid processed foods. Uh, uh, that would be the main thing, but like I say, you got to start somewhere, so a good Mediterranean diet would be a good place to start. I love the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. All that good fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so wonderful for you. Fat doesn't make you fat mm-hmm. um, right. if it's good fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but of course, we also got to talk about things to avoid with our diet. So we want to avoid too much sugar um, and processed foods, of course, which are going to contain more toxins. Toxic food is something we don't want. Too much alcohol as well. All of those things are just not good for our health, not good for our gut, and not in the long term good for our hair. Um, And another good thing just to avoid in general is um, 
the the foods that we could be highly sensitive to. Um, and the big ones there are going to be gluten and dairy and then again, sugar. And really with that, just trying to go ahead and cut some of those things out and see how you do over the course of several months. For a lot of people, that's going to really affect their overall health as well. So now that we've talked to you about normal hair, let's talk about hair loss. Uh, it's important to realize that some shedding is normal. Most women lose up to about 100 hairs per day. And um, most women start out pretty thick. Uh, and they really can't see a change until they lose about 40% of the hair that's been lost. If the replacement can keep up with the loss, then we, we really don't notice that, uh, um, uh, that we're losing it. And how is it that we know that we're losing it beyond just seeing what's accumulated on the brush or in the bottom of the shower drain? Um, We can know from feedback from our hairdresser, of course, um, but also just looking along the scalp line there, um, right near the temples at the top of the head, or looking in your part area and seeing if that that natural place where you part your hair is widening. Um, And then, too, when you pull that hair back in your ponytail or bun, um, how thick is that? Um, And is that thickness decreasing? And so uh, here are some questions that might help to solve the the riddle as to why you're losing your hair. So is your hair breaking off or is it coming out at the roots? Do you have a family history of hair loss? Did you have a major life event before the hair loss, like, for instance, surgery, uh, major medical illness, divorce, loss of a loved one? Keep in mind that the stressful event that might be causing the hair loss often happened four to six months before the hair loss started. What are the supplements or medications that you have recently been uh, taking that you started or, or that you have recently stopped? What is your list of medical conditions? Some of these problems may be contributing to your hair loss. I've got a complete list of those for you in the book. And uh, was there a pregnancy before the hair loss started? And finally, uh, how do you style your hair? Exactly. Um, do you pull it back really tight? Do mm-hmm. you play with it? Do you touch it and stroke it on a lot? Comb it frequently? Um, what kind of products are you putting in your hair, like really damaging bleaches or dyes? Um, and where are you in your hormonal status? Um, menopause, pregnancy, just after pregnancy. Um, are you using any kind of hormonal treatment? And that could also include birth control pills. Um, how about have you stopped a hormonal treatment recently or have you had a hysterectomy? Um, what's your thyroid status? Are you a smoker? Um, any known exposure to toxins? Um, the toxin conversation is a huge one mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also your gut health, um, which a lot of our listeners might think, wait, gut health, how is that connected to your hair? Um, but I think that's a really interesting connection there, Dr. McMinn. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I think there are numerous ways in terms uh, of how the gut can affect the hair. But um, there are three major types of hair loss, and they are androgenic alopecia, alopecia areata, intelligent effluvium. Those are the major causes. We have a lot of minor causes, which we'll mention later. But let me explain all those uh, um, uh, long, strange words to you. Androgenic alopecia is a hormonally induced hair loss that's often uh, associated with a strong genetic component as well. And there is a diffuse thinning with gradual onset. Alopecia areata is a patchy and focal, not diffuse hair loss. It uh, often presents with a slick, shiny bald spot or spots surrounded by normal hair. We don't always know why this happens, but it's thought to be autoimmune in nature. This means that the body's own immune system is attacking the hair follicle. And finally, the telogen effluvium is also diffuse, not focal, similar to the androgenic alopecia. However, the onset tends to be more sudden or massive than the androgenic alopecia. This is often stress-related, and the loss often comes four to six months after the major life stressor. 
This is generally thought to be temporary, and although it can take quite a while, it does tend to uh, fill back in. There are other causes of hair loss, too, that include that some of these we've mentioned, and so this will just be a, another additional list. Um, gut dysfunction, systemic inflammation, nutritional deficiencies, rapid or sudden weight loss, uh, toxins, trauma, drugs, chronic illness, stopping birth control pills or stopping hormones suddenly, uh, chemotherapy, radiation exposure, pregnancy, childbirth, psychological issues can impact your hair, um, the way that your hair styling, like we've mentioned, um, poor blood supply, smoking, sun exposure, high fever, um, chlorine exposure even, mm. um, infections, both topical and systemic, um, and obesity can even indirectly uh, contribute to hair loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also uh, a certain um, medical condition or drugs uh, um, can affect hair loss, um, most notably thyroid disease, iron deficiency, and uh, PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. All the above causes of hair loss and medical conditions are discussed in the book Hair Loss in Women. And so getting a good workup, all of these questions, all of these causes, I think we're kind of building a case that we've got to have a thorough workup when it comes to hair. And so I think it's important to kind of think about what are all the components of someone really taking a thorough evaluation of your hair. Um, and that starts with a good medical history where people are really, where your physician is really asking some questions, taking in the deep dive here and doing a physical examination as well, where they're really doing a focused examination of the scalp. And you can even get some before and after treatment pictures so that we have some objective um, measures of is is what you're doing working, um, causing a change, getting some targeted blood work, which um, check out the ebook as far as what um, values should be drawn um, and obtained. Getting a microscopic examination of your scalp is also helpful, and a scalp biopsy can even be done, although that may or may not, plus or minus, that may or may not be as helpful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say most of the time it's really not that helpful, but it can be done. Sometimes you'll see some uh, white blood cells that have inf infiltrated, which is uh, kind of consistent with the um, uh, autoimmune type hair loss. Um, or you might just see general inflammation uh, there as well in the cells. But um, anyway, uh, now let's focus uh, and drill down on the most common cause of hair loss, which is the androgenic uh, alopecia or the hormonally induced hair loss. Once again, it's diffuse, it comes on gradually, and tends to run in families. Um, I go into this in great detail in the book, but uh, to, just to summarize uh, uh, the effects of hormones on women as they age, hair tends to love estrogen and progesterone, because they uh, both help block the conversion of testosterone to uh, DHT. And hair typically does not like the androgens, which include testosterone, DHEA, and especially the bad guy DHT, which is dihydrotestosterone. Now, the good news is this is usually somewhat treatable. You may not uh, uh, be able to get your hair back to your 20-year-old head of hair, but most women are able to stop or at least slow down the hair loss, and uh, uh, most of them are actually able to gain significant new hair. What a good word of hope there yeah, for yeah. all you ladies out there. <laughs> for sure. That's a good news. Um, and so there's some key principles at play here. Work with a um, functional medicine doctor who can um, help you really get your hormones balanced. And the key with that is bioidentical hormones. And I refer our listeners back to our um, bioidentical hormone um, podcast. We interviewed... Um, 
uh, pharmacist, Mary Ann from uh, Wellness Pharmacy there in Homewood, Alabama. And we had an excellent interview with her about bioidentical hormones and what that um, what that means, what that includes. And so refer back to that if you're wanting to hear more on that particular topic. But um, you really want to work with a practitioner who is educated in this area um, and they can really also help implement implement therapies that are going to reduce um, the androgens that are affecting this particular type of hair loss, um, particularly um, blocking the conversion of testosterone to DHT um, and reducing the sensitivity of the hair follicle to that DHT. So some of the medical therapies we use for this include spironolactone, which we often call spiro, finasteride, and minoxidil. And let me emphasize that you must work with a provider who's familiar with these therapies, including the risk, side effects, and contraindications. And I'll also add that spironolactone and finasteride are absolutely contraindicated if you are pregnant or might get pregnant. Um, other things that can be helpful with this particular type of hair loss um, is going to be looking at your thyroid and optimizing that as well as your ferritin or your iron. Um, and there's a product called Viviscal that can be really helpful too. Um, other things to consider would be like a hair laser cap, um, biotin supplementation, um, just a good overall multivitamin for your hair, um, which a great one that we recommend is Hair Restore, which is also available on Amazon. And uh, there are some really interesting uh, and good over-the-counter products called Nutrafol, uh, which contains vitamins, herbs, salt, palmetto, and marine collagen. And there's another one called Lipogain for Women. Uh, there's a product Lipogain for Men and also one for women, so you have to make sure you get the women's product. It contains minoxidil, salt, palmetto, biotin, and lots of other nutrients. Um, PRP is an interesting type of therapy um, as well, platelet-rich plasma that shows some promise um, for this type of hair loss. Um, tends to be more expensive, and you may not see um, permanent um, results with it, but certainly something to explore, Dr. Wheatman. Yeah, it is. I think it can be helpful, uh, but the results are uh, only temporary, so you often have to have repeated uh, treatments, and once again, it can be quite expensive. So, um, And hair transplant surgery, I think, is kind of a last-ditch option. It doesn't seem to be as, as effective in women as it does with men, and once again, it tends to be extremely expensive. So uh, now, let's move on to the second most cause of hair loss, which is uh, um, alopecia areata. This is an autoimmune-mediated hair loss. Uh, it can be very difficult to treat, very frustrating for the doctor and for the patient. Usually you're going to see a slick, shiny, bald spot surrounded by normal hair growth. Um, and when it involves the scalp only, that's when we call it alopecia areata. When we're um, seeing the whole entire scalp, then it's going to be alopecia totalis. And then in some cases, you're going to see where the patient has no hair at all over the entire body, and that's going to be alopecia universalis. So the first line of therapy is injected steroids uh, and uh, then sometimes a daily application of an essential oil to the scalp may be helpful and those would include thyme, rosemary, lavender, and cedarwood. A recent study uh, showed that uh, the oral medication Zeljans, which is an autoimmune drug, produced some success with alopecia universalis. Uh, also some spontaneous remission uh, in some cases, but this can take quite a while for the hair to come back. As with all autoimmune diseases, looking for the root cause, such as toxins and optimizing gut health, uh, especially leaky gut, may be quite helpful in the long run. So then we can examine that third major cause of hair loss, which is telogen effluvium, um, which is often um, 
thought to be stress-induced hair loss. So it's usually temporary, and the main therapies are supportive care, stress reduction, which I would say here, stress reduction is going to be the foundation for all of us, whether we have hair loss going on or not. Um, I just include stress stress management and stress reduction as part of just just like good hydration. Um, It's just part of our lifestyle now that we live in this current day and age. So anyway, stress reduction is the main line of therapy here. And some studies have also suggested that certain nutrients might be helpful like L-lysine or L-cysteine and iron. Other general measures here, um, I'd repeat again, the hair laser cap, the hair multivitamin, um, hair restore, biotin and then i'd also say a good regular scalp massage which just sounds absolutely lovely so i'm gonna let my husband uh, know that that's that's her dr mcmin doctor's (laughs) orders to tyler to give you a good scalp massage how about that right so anyway other therapies that we discuss in my new book hair loss in women um which we won't go into here due to time constraints we include the microneedling uh uh, which is also called dermal rolling um compounded uh topical formulas thyroid, iodine, detoxification, collagen, hair shampoos, hair fibers, derm match, Ayurvedic remedies, hair extensions, weaves, toupees, and wigs. And I think a good take-home lesson that we should mention for our listeners, Dr. McMinn, is a time frame. Um, We all want this to be fixed tomorrow. Um, Hair is so important. We don't want to wait. But really, we have to understand that a hair cycle um, is going to be two or three months. And we need to at least have two hair cycles to really start to see results and see if what we're doing is really making a difference. So ladies, that's going to be six months. We really got to be patient with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, if, if plan A doesn't work, then you have to go to plan B. And, and uh, as right. uh, uh, Dr. Cheryl uh, said, uh, once again, it could be more than one thing. So yeah, it might have to get at it from multiple different directions. But uh, anyway, I think uh, for most women I found over the years, I think the prognosis is good. I think you can really change outcomes here if you get after it uh, mm-hmm. correctly. But uh, anyway, well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for helping me to shed some light on this uh, issue that's of great importance to women. Um, and so that should about do it, though, for this episode of the Functional Medicine Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope we were able to share something with you that was helpful to you. If you want to learn more, then uh, pick up a copy of the ebook Hair Loss in Women, Secrets to a Full and Healthy Head of Hair on Amazon, on your Kindle, on Apple, or your other preferred ebook seller. And don't forget to check us out at themcminclinic.com and also go to our podcast website, functionalmedicinepodcast.com. And I'd like to give a shout out to our audio engineer, Ben uh, Wedland, who's also a super medical assistant here in the office. And also, I think you can also find us on um, Facebook and Instagram if you want to check us out there. So uh, until next time, from the Functional Medicine Podcast, this is Dr. McMinn. And Coach Lindsay. Take care. Take care. And and be well. well. <laughs> There's a little bit of a lag here, so uh, we didn't quite Bye. get it uh, synced like we usually do, but uh, good enough. Well, y'all take care. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.